0: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union Our members are the mission Savings products insured by NCUA Investment products are not insured Not obligations of Navy Federal And may lose value Today's story is about swimming An Olympic hopeful And the sort of courage it takes To tackle your fears It's also about me Your host, Anupam Kher But mostly It's about making you smile Welcome to Anupam Cares. Chapter 3 Swim Lessons. Back when I was a young actor still looking for my first big role, I met Tanveer Ahmed. Tanveer was a director new on the scene and he liked my work. We got along immediately. Our conversation was easy. And it wasn't long before he told me, I would like to cast you as the villain in my film. Did I hear that right? The villain? I can't tell you how overjoyed I was. A lead role. Something I could sink my teeth into. And then, ever so casually, he added, So, I'm sure you know how to swim. <laughs> and I was. Swimming isn't something I grew up with. We had no ponds near my home, no money for swim lessons. Swimming wasn't part of my world. But here was everything I dreamt of a big role with a new director. I just couldn't turn down the opportunity. The shooting was in three months. I thought to myself, in three months, I can learn to swim. And then I did what I do best I acted. I said, yes, of course, I know swimming. I'm a very good swimmer, yaar. of course. I'm a good And in my enthusiasm, <laughs> I improvised. I kept going on and on about how much I love to swim. Oh, yes, I feel so at home in the water. Sometimes I think I am part fish. I stopped just short of declaring myself a champion swimmer. And of course, Tanveer was thrilled. When I left the meeting, I had a plan. I headed straight for King's Hotel, a cheap little hotel in Juhu where they had a swimming pool and offered swim lessons. Unfortunately, the trainer there was basically an exaggerated version of me. He said, Yeah, yeah, ha ha. Bye, Bilkul, Bilkul. In five days, you will be an expert. Anybody who has come to me has become a champion. Then he said, Toh? Yaron, are you ready? I said, Hanji, haanji, Yes, sir, Bilko, sir. I'm ready, ready to swim, sir, under your leadership, sir. He said, Are you sure? I said, Yes, sir, of course, of course. I was an eager student, ready to learn. And then, he pushed me into the water. Or I should say, he threw me into the water. What happened next was not pretty. I started sinking, I started screaming. oye save oye Hey, save me! Save this, this this, this, did not feel like a typical swim lesson. I'm not sure how exactly he pulled me out because it wasn't by my hair. But when my feet were back on solid ground and the water was out of my eyes and my nose, well, I gave him one tight slap on the face. Maybe that wasn't the right reaction, but throwing a 27 year old man into the water without any warning was not my idea of learning how to swim. He said, are yaar, kya yaar? This, That is the way I teach. Huh? What is it? You are scared of water. Scared of water yaar. You need to get the fear of water out of your system. But instead, the opposite happened. I was more afraid than ever. Over the next few months, I did try to learn. I joined a different swimming club. I spent time in the kiddie pool. But that fear of water stayed with me. I thought, maybe if the shooting begins, we will do all the scenes on the land and then they will just have to use a body double for the swim scenes. (laughs) That is what I was hoping. When I finally got a call from Tanvi's assistant, I was unprepared. He said, okay, so tomorrow morning we will shoot at Sea Rock Hotel swimming pool at 9 a.m. I said, swimming swimming pool? Do we need a swimming pool? The assistant said, Ah, bhai, we are doing your first shot where you are in the water, deep water. Deep water? Hearing this, I almost lost my balance. I went cockeyed with fear. And he kept describing it to me. There will be two or three pretty girls swimming. We will shoot it from the top angle and then suddenly in slow motion you will emerge in the middle of the water and laugh like a villain. <laughs> I thought to myself, oh my God, oh my God, my word, what do I do? When I showed up the next day, I was given a brilliant rope and very nice swimming trunks, but I couldn't hide my nerves. When Tanvi saw me, he said, what's, what's wrong with you? huh? You're not looking confident you should be the happiest man on earth today my friend I said I am. my voice was not coming out and he said so how do you like the opening shot of the villain I said I like it very much but can we please do it in the shallow end the shallow end suddenly his tone changed what do you mean can we do it in the shallow end huh? I said because I, I because I think I'll come out of it more confidently he said no I have conceived a shot in deep water and then you come out of it. I said, can my body double do that shot? And he suddenly turned cold and he said, so you don't know swimming. Now, I won't go into the details, but it was not a great day for me. I was unceremoniously kicked off the set. I was replaced with Amrish Puri, who was the villain in the Indiana Jones films later. At the time, it felt like the biggest disaster of my life. As you can probably tell, I learned from the experience and things eventually worked out for me. But the reason I'm telling you this is because two years ago, I decided to face my biggest fear when I came to New York. I decided to do all the things I would have never done before and started taking swimming lessons. <laughs> this time with a real instructor. I'm still not a champion swimmer, but I can swim a little. I am no longer afraid of water. So Tanveer, if you are listening and you have a role for a beginning swimmer, call me. I'm almost ready. I think about two things that experience has taught me over the years. One, it's truly never too late to learn. It took me 30 some years to get back into a boot and try again. But now I love being in water. And two, I have never fibbed to a director since. Tanveer, thank you for throwing me out of the film. Because it made me a better collaborator, a better person. And I mean that genuinely. But speaking of not knowing how to swim, I want to tell you the most wonderful, heartwarming story of another young man who couldn't swim. The story of Eric Musambhani. Eric Musambhani came from Equatorial Guinea, a tiny nation in West Africa. And just before the Summer Olympic Games in 2000, he qualified to compete in the 100-meter freestyle. There was just one problem. Eric had never raced before. In fact, he barely knew how to swim. A few years earlier, the Olympic Committee had founded a program to encourage athletes from developing nations to participate in the Olympic Games. Eric was one of those lucky wild card winners. At the time, he was 22 years old. Unlike me, he had been in the water before, but competitive swimming was almost unheard of in Equatorial Guinea. In fact, the country didn't have a single Olympic-side swimming pool. Regardless, Eric started to train. Since there were no 50-meter-long pools available, he practiced in a tiny 12-meter pool at a local hotel, which permitted him to swim three days a week from 5 to 6 in the morning. When the hotel pool was closed, Eric practiced his stroke in a nearby river. Local fishermen gave him tips on how to kick and paddle, but it wasn't exactly a lesson in swimming. As he put it, it was mainly advice on how not to sink. After eight months of training, Eric flew across the world to compete. It was the first time he had ever seen or been in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. In the days leading up to the race, Eric sat and watched as the American team practiced. He didn't know how to dive or how to properly move his arms or kick. He tried taking notes. Some people laughed when he reached out for help. But eventually, a friendly coach from South Africa tried to teach him the basics. Simple things, how to breathe and how to dive into the pool without belly flopping. On the day of the big race, Eric was anxious. The arena was packed with spectators and he was scared that he would do something that would make the room erupt in laughter. Eric was especially nervous that people back home were watching. I knew my family, my country, my mother, my sister, my friends were watching me, he said. That's why I was so hungry. I have to compete. I have to do it. Eric had one thing that eased his mind. His race was against two other wildcard swimmers, one from Niger, the other from Tajikistan. The three swimmers took to the blocks, bent into their starting positions, and suddenly, without warning, Eric's two competitors jumped into the water. Eric stood at the edge of the pool looking around in confusion. It was a false start. The two swimmers were immediately disqualified from the race. And with that, Eric's worst fears were realized. Now, he was racing alone. Eric took the block and at the sound of the starting pitch, dove into the water. It was an impressive start. Eric paddled his arms and kicked his legs, and he seemed to be doing all right. But then, when he reached the halfway point, he hit a wall. He began flailing his arms helplessly. One of the commentators said, There is a swimmer who is in danger of drowning the poor bloke. With about 40 meters left in the race, Eric struggled just to stay afloat. He gasped for air. He thrashed his arms and his legs. Which felt like Jello failed to move at all, but the crowd was there for him. They began to go wild when Eric felt like giving up. Everybody in the arena cheered him on. Energized, Eric slowly doggy paddled towards the edge, and when he touched the finish line, the audience burst into cheers. It was the first time Eric had ever finished a 100-meter race. He completed it in 1 minute, 52 seconds and 72 milliseconds. It was the slowest 100-meter time in Olympic history. But Eric, he didn't care. He had finished. And his time was technically a new national record. He later told the press, I'm going to jump and dance all night long in celebration of my personal triumph. After the race, Eric returned to the Olympic village for a long nap. When he woke up and stepped outside, he was swarmed by cameras and microphones. Eric's wonderful attitude had earned him a legion of fans and turned him into a celebrity. He was given a nickname for his unusual swimming style Eric Dail. Eric Dail. Eh, Eric Daeel For the next few years Eric would keep training and learning to swim He has since moved on to become Equatorial Guinea's national swimming coach and now he spends his energy promoting swimming throughout the country And thanks to Eric His countrymen no longer have to train in tiny hotel pools. The nation now has multiple Olympic-sized pools to splash and swim in. That's it for today's episode. I'm Anupam Kher. Be kind to yourself and thank you for listening. Anupam Kheer is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Anupam Kher. Our executive producer is Mangesh Hatikudur. Senior producer, Julian Weller. Associate producer, Morgan Lavoy. Sound design and mixing by Julian Weller and Dan Bauza. Music by Aaron Kaufman. Production support from Emily Marinoff and Mary Dew. Writing by Lucas Riley, Matt Riddle, Margon Lavoy and Julian Weller. Lucas Riley and Matt Riddle are our story editors. Thanks to Sikin Paru, Herman Souza, Godwin Amana, CDM Studios, Conal Byrne, and Bob Pittman. Anybody who has come to me has become a champion. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.